Hi friends and welcome back to the show. Today we're going to talk about play, but it might not be in the way you think. It's why we all need to play in any age and how playing or doing something that brings us joy for the reason of just doing it can help us reignite our passion. It gives us more energy and enthusiasm. When we express ourselves creatively, we really tap into our truest spirit and how play allows for moments of connection and, and it increases our overall well-being. So it's a great conversation and I hope you'll take something away from this conversation that you can apply to your own life and you can apply to doing more playful, joyful things with the people in your life. Welcome to Building a Life You Love, the podcast dedicated to helping you step into a life where your passion blossoms from within, your faith deepens, and simplicity becomes your favorite synonym for everyday life. If you feel like you've been stuck between the what-ifs, expectations, and obligations in your life, but you're ready to step into a life you love, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Kristen. I'm an encourager, a faith-led entrepreneur, a mom and a wife. Join me each week as we dive into creating positive habits, stepping out of our comfort zone, and making space for meaningful relationships and deepening our faith. Let's step off the path of expectations and into a space that feels genuinely aligned with us. Hi, today on the podcast, I would like to welcome my guest, Laura Haver. She's a mom, a play advocate, author, speaker, life coach, and former pro athlete. She's an expert in play, communications, and happiness. And she has helped thousands of people to experience more fun, fulfillment, and joy in their lives. She's been featured on the Today Show, CBS, Fox, Parents, and more, and is the author of a new book, Play Together, Games and Activities for the Whole Family to Boost Creativity, Connection, and Mindfulness. And I can't wait for this conversation because much like her, I am a big advocate of joy and play and really getting us all to engage with life a lot more. And so I want to welcome her. Welcome, Laura. Hi, thank you. Hi, Kristen. Hello, everybody. Oh my gosh, so good. I can't wait. So first, I would love, Laura, for you just to share with us a little bit about what did life look like, you know, as you, you know, came up and you were, you know, playing pro beach tennis and now you're, you know, mom and a wife and you help people, you're a play advocate. So tell us about all of this and what you're, you know, how you help people now. Great. Thanks. All right. So I was, when I was a kid, I was completely playful. I would just, I could turn anything into a play, right? Like I could get a brush and a bobby pin and, you know, create a world like we all can. And then, you know, you kind of get older and you get older and you go through these moments. But specifically when I became a mom, I remember being like, whoa, I always wanted to be a mom. I always wanted to have kids, but then being like, this is like, it was kind of crazy, right? It's sort of isolating. You just have all this new responsibility. And I was wanting to pour everything into my son. You know, he had like a emergency C-section, kind of like in the NICU, kind of like a, not the birth I was expecting. And I remember thinking like, wow, what's going on? And, you know, trying to build my life and trying to, you know, bring the fun and bring the the other pieces in. And it wasn't until one day I was on a date with my husband. It was our anniversary. So my, my parents were watching the kids and we stumbled across a beach tennis tournament in our, in San Diego where we live. But I didn't know what was going on anymore. So I had played pro beach tennis before kids, but then I had stopped, you know, the beach tennis USA tour just kind of, you know, stopped doing the big tour. And so we were like, okay, fine, I guess I'll get married and have kids, which was just the natural progression. But we ran into this tournament and suddenly I was like, what? This is going on. They were going to have this huge tournament. And 
I started training again and I started playing and it was an amazing transformation for me where I got to be myself, be me, Laura, not me, mom. You know, I got to put that part in and I joke, I joke around on interviews that, you know, before that I was so tired all the time, like, you know, up all night, all these things. But then all of a sudden I was training, I was running sprints in the sand. I was doing all this, but I had more energy than ever before because I had reaccessed part of myself that I had just sort of given up or paused and it was amazing. So, you know, long story short, I competed again on the pro tour. I got ranked. I was the top in the top um, five in the United States. You know, we played, you're traveling around and competing for the spot on this world championships coming to San Diego. And then it got moved overseas. You know, I'm trying to make this story really short for you guys because, but the point is that that kind of ended then. And I was like, what's going on? And how can I still reclaim this part of myself? Mm -hmm. And how can I help other women to reclaim this as well? Like other women who don't have the pro tour showing up and being like, you have a chance to compete in the Olympics, you know? And so that's when I started back into my writing and speaking and coaching. And it's just, you know, my honor and blessing to be able to help women of all ages to read, get in touch with what's important to them so they can, they can shine and they can have energy and they can have a vibrant life. So sort of a little, a little quick summary of some of the main turning points. Oh, I love it. I I so much align with, with your mission, how you're helping women, because, you know, I as well feel like so many of us have put things on pause, you know, Mm -hmm. or we have just turned a different direction because we thought, oh, I need to get a career that seems stable or whatever the thing was that we've sort of paused dreams or we paused things that we enjoyed, or we paused a curiosity about ourselves for things that we were maybe would have pursued, but even if it's a hobby, but we were busy with kids or being a wife or doing something. And we, so we do, if we have kind of pushed that away, we have to brush it off, you know, at whatever age, and we have to rekindle that curiosity, right. That, um, pique our interest and then explore new things, discover things just like we did as kids. So what might you say to people that are listening to say, play, I don't get it. Like place for kids. I'm an adult woman, you know, or it could be man. How is this relevant? So can you tell us two things? One, why is it relevant that we play as a family, right? What, no matter what age your kids are, whether you have a five-year-old or a 25-year-old. And then mm-hmm. also as just, um, you know, adults, why should we still be playing? Okay, great. I love it. I could talk about this forever. So I'll keep it as concise as possible. You know, I'm, I like nerd out on the research. I love studying that, but I love studying it in a way so that I can share it with you guys in a way that's easy and accessible, right? So it's like, you know, that there's the proof behind this, there's scientific studies, there's all that stuff, but what does it mean for you? Right. And so playing as a family and playing as adults, the benefits of play are just ginormous, as you know, but it extends beyond just children. So it, it helps us to decrease stress and anxiety. I mean, that alone, I feel like I just kind of had to have a pause there because yeah, I'm with you. Want to decrease stress and anxiety. It's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Increase your creativity and your innovation, mm-hmm. better relationships, right? When you're playing, you're kind of having this flow. Like, how can we set this up? How do we work through this? So there's improving your communication skills mm-hmm. so that you can improve your ability to cooperate with others, which improves your relationships. It improves your health because a lot of times you're, you know, moving 
your body when you're playing or you're working your mind as you're playing. And it, but my favorite one really is it just has a spark for life. Like I said, it just, it opens up your spark for life. And then that energy, like I mentioned before, even if it's counterintuitive, even if you're working out so hard, it overflows into the other areas of your life. And so when it comes to being relevant to playing as your family, no matter what age your family members are, right? If you could be like some of my family members have been playing games from my book and they're, you know, they're in their eighties and then they're playing with their children. And then even they could be playing with their grandchildren or even my friends that don't have kids are playing with their elderly parents and these moments of connection. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the happiness studies, I'm sure, you know, and listeners might know it's these human relationships and these connections that are the biggest, most important part to our overall well-being. Mm -hmm. And when we take time to sit down or stand up, right? Do whatever it is that we're doing. But like connecting, we put our phones aside, we put our distractions aside. That's what life is about. And, you know, these moments of connection and these fun things that just draw you in. So that would be my my first answer. I mean, it kind of touches on both the relevancy for adults and and in playing together. But when it comes to, go ahead, I want to let you go on. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I was going to let you finish. I, uh, yeah, but I absolutely agree with you. Last night, my uh, my mom's in town visiting for about a week and a half. And she's, you know, literally, you know, some of the things we always say about the family and the business that I had is, you know, fun and games. It's a fun and games thing, fun and games family. But we play games a lot, right? And so my mom, all the way down to all the grandkids were playing games, you know, all last night. And we'll do it again on Sunday night. And so absolutely, you're right. That's another way that we have a connection point with the different generations. And we do regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, I mean, again, geeking out here, the intergenerational play is so important because it helps keep the adults, like the elderly adults, especially helps keep them young. And Mm -hmm. also it's really special connection for the young people to talk to this. And like each area of your life, you have different phases and different things that are important. So like the grandparents or the older people can have new perspectives to share with the younger and even with us at like middle age, you know, and, and so and it doesn't, and it could be games, right? Like some people love games, but it could be different for everybody, Absolutely. like what you find fun. And so I always encourage people to look for things that you find fun. And especially if you're like, you don't want to do it, or you feel like you don't have time to do it. That's really when it's like a wake up call. Like you really need to do it. And for any listeners who are like, okay, Laura, but how do you do that? I do have a free playlist planner that helps people find what's fun for them. Cause sometimes it's just like, I don't even know, right? It's either I don't know what's fun for me or it's, I don't have time. I know what it is, but I don't have time. So if you know when you don't have time, that's the planner part of the playlist planner. And if you don't know, that's the playlist part, like, you know, reminding yourself of what you like to do and, you know, it walks you through ways to get back into that. That's great. Yeah. I mean, and and I just saw a a data point the other day that said, I think it was Dr. Mark Hyman shared it. And it wasn't specifically with the word play, but it was about breaks. And it said that you're actually better off to take regular breaks on the weekend, you know, go do something enjoyable, could be a staycation versus save all your days up for the two week vacation. They said the people that are healthier are not the two week vacation because you kept all that stress going and they didn't have these breaks. You know, we might call them fun breaks, but whatever you call it, a break from work or stress to keep, so taking regular breaks from our stress, right? These disconnecting from our regular day to do something enjoyable is much healthier for us because it lets our stress levels go back down than taking one big vacation a year 
and never taking any breaks, you know, until that vacation. And I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Even if you make your vacation like a day or even an hour in your own town or even at your own house, right? Like set yourself up where you have these little breaks, because then think about it. If you're taking one huge vacation, the pressure's on for that vacation to go. But if you can set up these little play breaks, you know, throughout your week on a regular basis, you know, it's just, it's amazing to watch. And I can say it with confidence because I've seen it time and again through myself and my clients where they start something new and small, even just like one hour a week. I just wanted to let you know, I'm so excited to share with you that the doors are now open to my new course, Faith Fueled Joy. You guys, it's been a labor of love and we will officially start the modules in January, but I'm going to have a whole month in December of things to get you started so that you can step into more joy. You can step into more peace and calm in your life and that you can really step into the role in the type of day that God has intended for us. So I'm so, so excited. So if anybody that signs up between now and mid-December, you're going to get all sorts of extras, extra um, modules to kind of get the holidays kick-started in a calmer way. And then we'll start the official four-week course in January. So this is really for any of you, just like myself, that were feeling like daily life was weighing you down or maybe that life is full of so many responsibilities and obligations that there was no time to increase or deepen your faith, have more meaningful relationships, step into or reignite your passion, your creativity, and and just have a calmer spaces and do more for ourselves so that we have more well-being. And so that's what the course is about. I'd love for you to learn more at faithfueledjoy.com. And by the end of the course, you can expect to find more balance and joy that you're craving through meaningful breaks. And this is going to be together with a community of women to support and encourage us that will help us stay on track and achieve our goals. But I want you to say goodbye to the chaos and embrace the life where balance means nurturing your faith, relationships, and passions, one meaningful break at a time. I can't wait to connect with you all and take you through the strategies and tools and the research-based insights that have changed my life and other women's as well. You guys, let's create a life that's flowing with joy, faith, and purpose together. Once again, go check out all the information about the course at faithfueledjoy.com. And they're like, what? They can't even believe it. You know, it's like, who knew that? Like, if I just go, you know, taking my dog for a walk through the forest or, you you know, like smallest little things, they don't, they don't have to be big. They're not like these huge ski trips or, you know, it's just getting yourself into what's fun zone for you and reminding yourself it's okay to take time to enjoy the simple pleasures of life. Absolutely. And yeah, and I think if anybody's wondering or thinking like play, but it's such a specific word, but I think we're both more defining play as, you know, it's something, doing something enjoyable, you know, taking a break, doing something, you know, that's, um, so how would you describe it? I guess I was just thinking that I wanted to share my definition because that's the thing again, as like an author and a word nerd, like the word, the definition makes a huge difference. So I opened, that's what I opened my book with the definition of play. So I define play as an invitation to do something for yourself for the pure joy of it. And that play is a pathway to living a joyful and fulfilling life. So it's not like pleasure, right? Like it's not like, oh, just eat all the, you know, junk food, but it's like the joy and it's something for like the greater purpose. And, And it doesn't, but the thing is, it's not like 
to get somewhere. It's not to make any result. It's just like, hey, I just want to play for the sake of playing. That's one really important element of play. And I think too, you know, it can be organized or unorganized, right? Like for instance, a recess might be organized or my husband's playing. He plays uh, in a volleyball league and he plays in an adult soccer league. You know, I have friends that do, you know, the um, pickleball, you know, they play with just other couples. So there's lots of things that might seem more organized, but there's also, you know, unplanned or unorganized play. And it can be any of those things. It doesn't have to look a certain way, like you said. Right. Like for some people, honestly, one person I know making spreadsheets is completely play. They're like, oh my gosh, I love it. I'm organizing the data. I'm getting the numbers in. And then other people might be like, are you kidding me? I don't want to spend my time on that. So it's unique to each one of us. And so that's why, again, it's like going back to yourself. What is something that you love to do as a child? What is something that you see other people doing now that you're kind of like, oh, you're either like, oh, that looks kind of fun. Or you're like, huh, how can they get to do that? That could be an indication that something that piques your interest. Yeah. Or your curiosity. And so it's just like, okay, finding one thing and then putting it on your calendar, creating the space for it to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, two things I want to mention there. The first is, yeah, I mean, really what we're talking about is what what is a creative outlet for you or are you curious about? So for instance, if I have to cook dinner Monday through Friday, I don't cook that many nights in a row because I usually have leftovers. But if I have to cook dinner, that's not necessarily for me a playful or a creative endeavor. But if it's a Sunday late afternoon, I don't have anywhere to go and I can, you know, have a glass of wine and I can make something I want to make and I want I want to experiment with a new recipe and no one's home and I put on the music. It's like the most fun because it's not this pressure that I have to get dinner on the table or, or dinner that everyone likes. I'm getting to experiment. I'm getting to explore in the kitchen in that particular evening. And, you know, that's once again, I don't always think of cooking as fun, but sometimes it is a fun activity for me. You know, and I love that example because that's something that is part of our daily life. It's something that we have to do anyways. So when we can come up with a more fun way to approach it, and again, it doesn't have to be every single meal, right? Like if I'm just like making out breakfast or packing school lunches, I'm not, I don't have to make that fun. Like everything doesn't have to be playful, but if we can flip the switch sometimes and find ways to turn ordinary moments into fun. And then also we can sneak in some, like you said, novel approaches, like doing things new together with your family, with your friends, with your, your spouses that brings this excitement. And even if it's not fun in the moment, you might laugh at it later, but we tried that thing, you know, it's terrible, right? Like we went um, snorkeling once my husband and I, and we're like, I don't know, it was really choppy that day. And I didn't feel so good. And we could barely see anything. And afterwards, we just laughed. Like we still laugh about that yeah. day. I just in my newsletter for this week, I, I share a story about going canoeing with my dad and my sister. And this was a very long time ago, like before, before we personally had cell phones. And we were on the Intercoast Waterway. And the way there was gorgeous and beautiful. And it only took two hours. Well, the way back it should have only taken two hours. It was dark. And we didn't have cell phones or flashlights or anything. And we we're trying to figure out where our launch spot was. We were about 30 minutes from the Coast Guard getting called to come look for us, but we did make it. But of course, we're never going to forget that story and the fun we had, even in the afternoon where it kind of started getting us a little bit more dicey. You know what I mean? And so it's like that. We took an adventure, right? We did something we don't usually do. We don't do, we did not go canoeing a lot, 
but we'll never forget that experience. If you go canoeing again, that's my question. <laughs> I have, yeah. I don't know that I've done that trip before, but I have canoeing. But I'm normally way more prepared than I would have been at probably 17 years old. I, normally, I'm like the the mom that packs it all, you know, like, oh, but we might need this. The live, the live and the learn, right? That's what that's, it comes down to. It's like, okay, now you can do it. That's part of the learning through play is that you take these little risks and, and risky yeah. play, you know, like uh, I know for me, like when I'm, I had two boys and I grew up in a family of girls and I was like, oh, but then I'm looking at the research. It's like, okay, we got to let them wrestle. We've got to let them explore their boundaries of physical, uh, you know, like how far you can go with doing that. And it's like, oh yeah, like there's things to be learned through this and not because there's things to be learned, but because, you know, it's also fun and interesting and Well, that's a good point you make because I have three sons, so I have only boys and I grew up in a home of boys and girls. Like I have three brothers and a sister, but I have had that thought and had to, you know, remind myself often that many times a boy or some boys play different than girls might play or have different interests. And so we would go hiking and it's like one of my boys, he was maybe 11 at the time, is like scaling down the side of the mountain, no joke, with his hands on each side of the wall. And I'm thinking... She literally could like fall and break everything, but he was already on his way with another. My, my husband was up above with the other boys, but he was on his way down with another boy and a dad. What was I going to do? Be like, oh my gosh, it's not safe. Don't do it. I mean, at some point, you know, maybe he was 13. I don't know, but he had to start learning what he's able to do. Of course I wanted him to be safe, but I also realized in the moment that he was exploring his environment. He was exploring what he was able to do. And I was going to hope that everything went okay. It wasn't like a cliff, right? It, it was down the side of a hill. But, you know, I had to, so so many times I've had to remind myself just because it's not something I would have done personally, doesn't mean I shouldn't allow my friend yeah. or my son or my husband to do the same, that activity. And that, that's such a great point and such a great transition for me here because it's that room to grow and giving our kids room to grow. But let's take a pause on that, giving ourselves room to grow. Absolutely. And and sometimes I feel like we get going with the everything in life that comes at us so much, so often that we're just going through the motions. Yeah. And that's where I really invite everyone to stop and look for these moments of interest or spark for you. And if you nothing comes to mind at first, that's okay. Yeah. Just opening it up and journaling or giving yourself space to dream about it or daydream or consider it. And, you know, and, and because when we are being most ourselves, it's so much easier and more joyful and opening to cruise through our lives. And I don't think that message is out there enough, right? It doesn't mean that we have to scale and have the best business or have the best any anything, but what if it's just most ourselves? Like absolutely like taking away the barriers and being most ourselves. And I just I get the chills even talking about it because yeah, I love just working with people and helping them asking them the right questions to get yeah. them their, their truth. And like, that's always just my pleasure is to offer that and to share that space with people. And that's what I'm working on every day and playing yeah. with, because I like to call it play versus work, but Absolutely. you know, it's the journey. It is. And you know, one quote I really always enjoy is uh, if you think adventure is dangerous, try routine. It's lethal because you know, that sort of thing is, we don't want to live a mundane life every day. I get that a lot of days we have similar things that happen in our day, right? Like maybe what you eat for breakfast or you go to the same job for many years. But the point is, is we're really are, we are called to live with new experiences and new meet new people. Like we are actually, that's how we thrive most, right? Is when there's something changing or new or we're growing, 
And so I think that that's, you know, like I say, if you're not growing, you're not thriving, right? So you have to be stretching, growing in some way, in some part of your life, you know, versus otherwise you're stagnating. Yeah. And just like we want to allow that safe space for our kids to push us or maybe not even space like that, right? Like being comfortable, being uncomfortable, like allowing ourselves this. And then if we do that, then we will allow the people in our lives to do that as well. Right. So it's like, maybe you're good at doing it for other people, but maybe you can look at how can you do that for yourself? You know, it's funny when you were talking about that, because um, I share a lot that my childhood nickname was play play. Malone, right? Because I just was born like playful. I was always making up games with my parents, called me. That's my maiden name. But I've never shared this one before. My other nickname was Mix It Up Maloney. So that that was like a college, I played college tennis. And for some reason, it was like, Mix It Up Maloney, like try something new. But like in tennis, if your strategy is not working, try something different, mix it up. And I've never, I never even thought of that or shared it before. But you know, it's just this like, why can't we keep mixing it up? Even though we're adults, we don't have to just do the thing that we think we have to do next, right? We don't have to like get the job, have the kid, like do other things the way that you're supposed to, or you should do it. So it's like, how can you mix it up? Absolutely. What's an opening you can create for yourself yeah. that can give you life and vibrancy and bring, you know, like draw people to you and, and make a difference for others and, you know, right. just be your best self, be your true self. Yeah, I think that that does happen a lot, you know, especially with women is that we think that uh, because of the images and culturally, societally, what what we thought, you know, like, oh, this is sort of whether you have kids or not doesn't that part doesn't even matter. It's like, this is how you go through life, you know, you need to get a house. You need, well, and the, really, those are just contracts or constraints that someone we we heard for a really long time, but we get to actually define or redefine what success and what happiness and what all these things look like for ourselves. But like you said, we have to do the work to say, which of these things are not serving me? Which of these things are not, you know, really helping me or bringing me joy? You know, I, and I would like to change some of it and we can, but we have to do the work to, to make those changes for sure. Yeah. And that's a great point is defining what success means for you. Yeah. Really cool exercise because then, you know, Hey, am I, am I hitting it? Right. That's why I always start my clients with what are your values? Yes. You know, what's important to you? Because once we know what's important to you, then we can put that into your life on a regular basis. We can, I, it's intentional living versus just right. doing all the things yep. that, that flow at us and flow after us. Yeah. And we sort of alluded to this earlier, you know, but it's definitely something that I talk about regularly as well is you have to put into your schedule, the fun and the re- time for relationship. You have to put in the schedule, the things that are important to you, if it's your faith, if it's your health. So mm-hmm. we have to schedule these things in, you know, schedule time for breaks, you know? And so, you know, I talk about that a lot because a lot of people say, I don't have time, but it's really comes down to a, what are your values and priorities? And if you're saying to me, it's these things, but they're not in your schedule, then that tells us, right, there's a disconnect. And so I tell people all the time, you have to schedule these things into your, your week, or at least time that you have open time, right? So that you possibly can go do the fun thing or the connect with your spouse or your friend or your child, you know, whatever you want to work on. And so I think it's important that we are in charge of our schedules, but a lot of times I think we let our schedules control us. Yeah. Well, cause if you're not, like you said, if you're not being, you're not planning it or you're not putting in what's important to you, there's so many things going on. Right. There's so many things that can fill it. There's going to be an email, a phone call, a, te- like a notification, right? That's why I turn off almost every notification I can mm-hmm. on my phone so that I can stay present to what it is that I'm doing, you know? Yeah. So um, I have, I wanted to mention this. 
So I know that you have a quote um, from Plato that you share, and I wanted to share another one and then talk about it. So I love the quote from Plato that says, um, you can learn more about a person in an hour of play than a year of conversation, because I always thought that that's so great. And I think it's so true. And so what might you just say about that in the sense of when you play, like you said, whether it's like you're playing some doing a crossword with your parent or whether you go do some fun activity with your spouse or you play at the beach with your kids, you know, or just you met somebody new and you're on a group together. I think that connection and you you talked about it before, but I think it's really important that people realize there's this is a bond that's created in play, right? Or in some doing something enjoyable more so than just going about our daily routines of living, you know, our lives. Yeah. When you're truly playing, you enter the magical flow state. And in that moment, time stands still and you just have this, you know, beautiful connection with each other. You get each other on another level. You're just doing things for the sake of pure fun rather than like trying to get somewhere. So all these like pressures just kind of drop. Yeah. And you get to just naturally be together, right? It's like one of the reasons I love at bedtime with my boys when everything else for the day is done and we can just sit there right. and enjoy each other's company. There's no push. There's no pull. Right. There's play and there's connection. And I think what I love that quote as well, you know, because then you get a feel for what, what their spirit is, what, who their genuine person is, or like where they're at in their journey, what they're learning at the moment and right. they, what, what they're working through and what they're interested in, where they're curious about. You really get to, you get to see inside a really good little sneak peek. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you uh, maybe just share, you know, one, one or up, you know, up to three ideas or tips for people just to get people moving in all these, you know, doing more of these things in their own life? You know, are there specific things you share with people to try to encourage this type of um, adding this in? Yeah. Well, the first one really would be thinking about what you love to do for fun when you were younger, right? So that's part of a playlist planner is what did you like to do? And how could you incorporate that into your day now? Right? Like when I was young, I loved playing Barbies and I now I'm adult. So I'm not going to sit and play Barbies, although I could, I guess, if I really wanted to, but like, that's why I like coming on podcasts and talking with you, Kristen, and sharing with you guys listening is like, this is an extension of that. It's like, Hey, how can we create our worlds? Right. It's like, if you think about Barbie and you think about intentional living, yeah. It's right there. What do we want to put in? So finding these clues, looking back at your life and then, but literally planning it in, like pulling out your calendar. I can do that uh, Wednesday at 5.30 PM, like putting it in and then putting an alert. I know I say, don't, I don't do a lot of alerts, but I do reminder alerts all yeah. the time, right? Like an alarm or something, especially when I'm playing at my writing, because I get such deep into that flow state yeah. that I have track of time. So it's like finding these moments of flow for you and just being curious, you know, like if you're your own detective, you're your own play detective, what's fun for me? Ooh, what happened with that? How can I adjust it? How can I tinker? Right. No, not like that was fun or that wasn't fun. Oh, that was fun. How could I do more of that? Or how could that was medium fun? How might I tinker with that? Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we, we already did kind of allude to this, but you we're never too old, right? We, I think, and I, obviously you do as well. We're never too old for anything. First of all, to have new dreams. We're never too old to play. We're never too old for a new, you know, meet a new friend. You know, my mom's that's in visiting in town. She's turning 80 this year. And she's a, I mentioned to you before we started recording, she's a, a artist and she's a children's book, author, illustrator. 
but she loves nothing more than painting and drawing and playing games. I mean, I always have said, you know, she's like a, uh, has a childlike spirit, but it's because she's always stayed tapped into that spirit of fun, right? She's always stayed tapped into the things she loved and has always done those things. And so, you know, one thing I don't do is just encourage people, you know, like, I don't care if you're, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, older, right? Or, Or maybe your parents are that age. You know, how do we just keep encouraging people? Like, you're not too old, right? And if the people that live the longest, right, the longevity studies talk about so many of these things. I mean, one is deep connections with a few people moving, but it's also doing things that they enjoy to some extent. Yeah. No, I loved it in the new Dan Buettner um, series that came out on Netflix. Like, I loved it. The very first quote that they opened up with was she was basically talking about the importance of play and having fun. And I was sitting there on my couch, like at the edge of my seat, like, oh, yes, yes. And I was like, so thankful that this message is getting out. Yes. You know, to people, his work is so fascinating with the blue zones. For those of you who aren't familiar, is like the top places where people are living the longest into their hundreds and the things that they do to help get them there. And and moving their body is such a crucial part of it as well. And that's why it's so cool where we are now, because there's so many more examples of older people that are still active, right? Like in San Diego, I'm going to go speak at this event coming up with these women who are on the San Diego soul basketball team. And they're like, some of the women are in their nineties and I'm going to go practice with them. I'm so excited. I can't wait to meet them. And, you know, just setting this, this role models out for people that you can always keep going. You can change, you can start something brand new, right? Mm -hmm. Like people who are, dressing they dressing however they want into different age and you know I was talking to my mom about this too recently and even from when she was younger you know it would be like okay women could only work skirts to college she said her cousins like all they could only wear skirts to call you know and it's like we can break we don't have all these restrictions anymore and so we're getting more and more examples and we get to set those examples for the future generations Mm -hmm. Yeah. as well. And so I was like, what do we want to do? How can, what can we create? How can we be, you know, true to ourselves? Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that's a good point because personal style or the way that we um, want to show, you know, our interest in our personality is a, a form of play or having fun. My sister-in-law, I mean, I know a lot of women that love, you know, their outfits and their jewelry and all the things. But my one sister-in-law, she just like, it is a passion of hers to find like the most amazing outfit that really expresses who she is and what, where she's going. She puts a lot of thought into it. And for her, that is like playtime, right? It is fun. It's not just about going and buying a dress. Like she wants it to match what the thing is for. And there, there's meaning behind things and then how the thing matches together. I'm like, I've never put that much thought into it. You know what I mean? Like maybe the color I picked, but because for me, I'm more like, oh, I want to find something that looks good. And then I want to be done with it. Because that's just not the way I express myself as much. Yeah. Well, it's so funny that you mentioned that because yesterday I was really I was putting together this post. One of the games in the book is called play dress up, right? When you think about that for kids, you're dressing yeah. up. But it was really cool that I got to partner with one of my mentors, Christina Glickman, who is also really into fashion. You know, she's like a fashion, uh, fashion week in Paris. And she's always has these cool outfits. And uh-huh. So it was really like you were talking about the power of expressing yourself and using clothes as a tool of play and, right. you know, feeling like yourself. And and yes. so, you know, like, like you said, for your, was it your sister-in-law? Yeah. So for your sister-in-law, she really feels that. So she's going to get into it. That's right. like where your mom is really into the art and to this right. thing. And so 
as long, it doesn't matter what the output or what the method is, but as long as we're expressing ourselves through creatively in playful manner, then that's getting our spirit out. That's sharing our spirit yeah. with other people and having that two-way connection. It's Absolutely. just the magic of life. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So maybe what is, uh, just what, what kind of mess, what message do you want to leave us with just to encourage people in their lives to live a more joyful and uh, meaningful life? What would you just want to share? Yeah, there's going to be moments of growth. So sometimes you might find yourself feeling stopped or feeling shut down. And when you reach those moments, just tell yourself it's okay, right? Like you can put your hand on your heart, yourself a little hug if you need, and just realize this was an opportunity for growth. This might be just the chance you're looking for to feel comfortable being uncomfortable. And maybe that means trying something new or trying something you've always wanted to try, but you've been nervous about trying you know, and just reach out, invite a friend to join you or, you know, let this be your permission slip to try something new and to test out your passion and joy, you know, be let let your full self shine because you are just the most unique, wonderful, special person. And we all need everyone to show up as their full selves. And, you know, if you guys need help, that's what Kristen and I are here for. We're here to be of service to you to ask you the right questions and to give you these tools that helped us. And, you know, we just love to sharing it with it. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, just doing, doing the work and, and, and invite you to play. Mm, so good. Okay. Laura, can you tell us how can people connect with you uh, online and learn more about your book that's recently come out and all that good stuff? Yeah. You guys can find me at my website, laurahaver.com, or you can find me on Instagram. Laura M. Haver. I also have an author moms community. So if anyone is an author or, or a future author wants to come join us and get that support and inspiration, we'd love to connect and have you. Mm, so good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today to come and share, you know, the message of how important play and just tapping into our truest self is. So I so appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, you guys. Have a good day. Play on. As we wrap up today's episode, I just want to remind you of a few things from our conversation today. The first is that when we allow ourselves to play or do something that we enjoy, that it allows us to reclaim a part of ourselves that often we've put on pause or we've just ignored. It also allows us to be truly ourselves, to tap back into the things that we might have liked when we were children or that we found a new hobby and enjoyed as adults. It also allows us to decrease stress and anxiety and increase our creativity and innovation and our creativity skills. And it allows for moments of connection, whether it's with your partner, your kids, your parents, or intergenerational. So play is so important. And whether you call it play or you're tapping into your passion, whether you're tapping into an activity that you like, but it's just doing something for the sheer benefit of enjoyment And I've shared this idea with you on the podcast before, but I'm going to share it again. I hope that you're scheduling in time for play, time for rest, and time to connect with the people that you love. And thanks again for listening in. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can check out freebies and resources we have for you at kristenfitch.com. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch 
or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. Until next time, have a great week.